When I woke up this morning, I decided I'm not going to think very hard today. I just knew. I opened my eyes and said, today's going to be a simple day. It just is. And I'll tell you, I've had a great day. Okay. I have had a great day. I just have a few simple thoughts bouncing around my head right now. And they are not causing a ruckus. It is so chill in my brain right now. I feel awesome. And so in honor of my simple day, I decided I'd share with you some simple things that I like a lot. That's it. Just some simple things that are bringing me joy in this current moment. And let me tell you, these things are simple. (laughs) They are, they're simple. It will blow your mind how simple they are. This episode of Anything Goes is presented by Azo Vaginal Health Products. Azo offers an entire line of products designed to help balance your vaginal pH and protect your vaginal health. Save 20% with promo code PODCAST on azoproducts.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. With Squarespace, you can do much more than build a website. You can set up your own online store. It doesn't matter what you sell, physical goods, digital products, services. Squarespace has everything you need to start selling online. You can even sell custom merch. Just design it. Production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you. And with Squarespace's asset library, you can upload, organize, and access your content all in one place. To get started, head to squarespace.com slash Emma for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code Emma to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. When you want someone compatible, start the search on Bumble. It has the features you need to find exactly what you're looking for. Like a six-foot Aquarius who likes rock climbing and also wants kids. Or a runner with a penchant for poetry who loves dogs and wants a serious connection. We know, you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Download Bumble today. Starting off with making my own nut milk. Listen, I received a nut milk machine. Let me explain. Because I had never heard of this before I received it for Christmas. Basically, I I got this machine that looks sort of like a blender of sorts that makes nut milk. You can make any type of nut milk you can imagine in this thing. You could make almond milk. You could make coconut milk. You could make cashew milk. You could make peanut milk. You could make oat milk. Think of a milk you can make it in there, except for dairy milk. (laughs) So any other milk you can imagine, you can make in that machine. You put all of your nuts and grains and things in one compartment, and then you put water and sweetener or syrup or whatever in the other container, all the liquids, and then you press a button and it makes nut milk in like a minute or less. It's fucking miraculous. The brand of my machine is Almond Cow. I am obsessed. I kind of want to order a backup machine 
just in case mine breaks because I never want to have to go a day without this thing again. I use nut milks, mostly almond milk, on a daily basis, okay? In my coffee, in my smoothies, just to drink. Rarely I do that, but you know, never say never. And listen, there's nothing wrong with buying it from the store, okay? It's great. There are a lot of great ones that you can buy at the store. But making it at home is just a trillion times better. And let me tell you why. Number one, it's an experience. Okay. I feel like I'm cooking when I make my nut milk. I personally make almond coconut cashew milk, which is something that you can't buy from the store. So not only do I feel like I'm cooking, but I also feel like I'm cooking something that doesn't exist anywhere else because I'm making such a weird nut milk. But I feel creative when I'm making it. Because again, almond coconut cashew milk just doesn't exist at the grocery store, right? I feel like I'm making something that's rare. And I'm making it with my hands. I'm getting my hands dirty. And that always feels good. That always feels satisfying. It feels like my special creation. And that's incredibly satisfying and fulfilling. On top of that, I can have nut milk whenever I want. Now, as I was saying earlier, I use a lot of nut milk prior to having this machine and prior to making my own nut milk, I would run out of almond milk and it would be a big problem because there's kind of no replacement for it. Like if you're making a latte at home, and you're out of milk, you're not making a latte. You can't. There's two ingredients, and one of them is milk. And if you don't have milk, it's over. And I can't tell you how many times I've run out of store-bought milk and been like, wow, today's fucking ruined. I don't have time to go get milk. This is the worst day of my life. The one thing that was going to bring me joy today, my latte or my smoothie or something of the sort, is now out of the question and I'm I'm not a happy camper. But when you have the machine, you can make milk whenever you want. Endless milk. It also reduces waste somewhat because you're not throwing away the container every time you go through a bottle of nut milk. I'll tell you my personal recipe and then we'll move on because I can't believe how much time I've already spent just talking about the nut milk. Um, A third cup of almonds, a third cup of cashews, a third cup of coconut, a bunch of water, obviously, because that's the base, and probably two or three tablespoons of maple syrup. Oh, and some salt and sometimes some vanilla extract. That's all she wrote. Homemade nut milk using the almond cow machine. Okay, next thing I like right now is my Stanley cup. You might be thinking, Emma, what's a Stanley cup? Well, let me tell you. The Stanley cup is like the eighth wonder of the world to me. If you don't know what it is, you just have to Google it. Google Stanley cup. It's basically a massive cup, probably 40 ounces, that keeps your ice frozen for a whole week, pretty much, that has a straw coming out the top, that fits in your cup holder perfectly, 
that comes in cute colors. It's just a fucking cup. But it's like an insulated cup. You know, if you're familiar with water bottles and water bottle culture, then you might remember the hydro flask phase. I went through a hydro flask phase. I had quite a few of them. And I was obsessed with them because they kept my water cold all day. I feel like that's what people want from a water bottle these days. Something that keeps your drink cold all day. It's that simple because a lot of us like our water freezing cold. So the Stanley Cup went viral probably a year and a half ago, maybe even two years ago. And I refrained from purchasing it because I was like, I can't fall victim to another stupid cup or bottle. I've done it before. I'm not doing it again. Like I was obsessed with the Hydro Flask. I bought multiple colors. I talked about it way too much to my friends. Everyone was annoyed with me. They didn't want to hear about the fact that my ice was still frozen multiple days after I put it into the bottle. They didn't want to hear about it. I probably ruined relationships during that time. And so when I saw the Stanley Cup blowing up, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get it because I just don't need it. I already have a bunch of Hydro Flasks left over from that phase. I'll just use those. But a few months ago, I I caved. I must have been having a hard day or something I because I, I caved and I bought it. And I'll tell you, I have used it every single day ever since. Every single day. I went on a trip and couldn't bring this stupid cup. I was heartbroken. I was, I was truly heartbroken. I felt incomplete. I felt dehydrated. I was miserable without it. And that's when I really realized how much this cup means to me. A lot of people shit on me for getting this cup because they were like, this cup isn't even that great. It's overpriced. Fuck that cup. Like, Emma, this isn't you. But I haven't let those voices get to me. I'm, I fucking love the Stanley Cup. Every morning, I fill it up with a new, fresh batch of ice and I take some water and I add a little bit of electrolyte powder to it and I add some vitamin drops in there. I add some chlorophyll. I add some B12. I add some D3. I add all my vitamins and I stir it up and I drink it all day and I feel hydrated and I feel refreshed. I never leave the house without it. It's like my best friend. It's like my binky. Like, you know how babies need a little binky in their mouth or else they kind of feel like they're missing something? Like babies will become sort of addicted to their binky. That's me with my Stanley Cup. I need my binky near me or else I just feel like something's wrong. Although I will say the cup is so fucking huge that... It's like I'm carrying around like a 10 pound weight all day, holding this thing under my arm. Like I have been made fun of by the people in my life for how ridiculous I look when I try to carry this thing around. But when I pee, it's clear. So I don't want to fucking hear it. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Who doesn't wish they had a little bit more time? But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how do we even use it? I feel like if I had an extra hour every day, I would spend it, well, I'd like to say I'd spend it meditating, deep breathing, self-reflecting, 
but I would probably be using it on my phone. And I know that that's cliche, but it's true. It's good to sit down and think about what's important and make it a priority. And therapy can help you figure that out. A therapist can work with you to define your values and understand your priorities so you know what things you can spend your time on that will really fulfill you. Otherwise, you'll always be wishing for more time. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers convenient, affordable online therapy that comes to you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash anything. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Dove. I'm messy. I'm a messy girl. And when you're as messy as I am, you need a deodorant that doesn't mess around. Enter Dove Vitamin Care Plus deodorant. Its lightweight formula is super powered with vitamin B3 to reinforce your skin's natural odor defenses while providing new levels of skincare for your underarms, keeping you feeling fresh, whatever your day throws at you. Dove Vitamin Care Plus deodorant. Learn more at dove.com. Next thing I've been liking, smoothies. When I was younger, like a young teenager, I loved smoothies. I was obsessed with smoothies. I would have one to two smoothies per day because they're sweet, they're delicious, they're fun, they're full of fiber. What's not to love? But I actually did fall out of love with smoothies for a while there. For a few years, actually, probably for like five or six years, I fell out of love with smoothies because... I just felt like they weren't as fun. I was like, I have more fun when I'm chewing the food. Smoothies are just kind of boring. You're just kind of drinking it. Like, yeah, it tastes good, but it's like, it's like liquid. Like, it's just, I don't know. I fell out of love. And then something clicked and I'm back. Oh my God. I've been having so much fun. I bought so many different frozen fruits. I got berries. I got bananas. I got mangoes. I got cherries. I bought all of these different things that I could mix in like cacao nibs, peanut butter, special peanut butter powder stuff that you can put in there, hemp seeds, chia seeds, different extracts, vanilla extract, peppermint extract, maple extract, cinnamon extract. And it's just been like a science experiment in a blender for me. I've been having so much fun. I make myself one big smoothie every day. When I drink it, to be determined, okay? I don't have a routine, but it's like my daily little masterpiece. Like, I'll give you some some recipe examples, okay? So for a vanilla berry banana blast smoothie, I do... Vanilla vegan protein powder, berries, mixed berries, okay, banana, homemade nut milk, sumi, a little bit of vanilla extract, that's it. Delicious, simple, vanilla berry banana smoothie. For a mint chocolate chip smoothie, we do banana protein powder, a little bit of this 
chocolate extract that I found, a little bit of this peppermint extract that I found, cacao nibs, fresh mint, if I'm feeling crazy, I do have some fresh mint growing in the backyard, and maybe a little bit of chlorophyll. Wow, I sound like a fucking LA girl right now talking about putting chlorophyll drops in my smoothie. But listen, chlorophyll is incredibly green, like this sharp green color. So I'll add that to my mint chocolate chip smoothie to add some green color so that I feel like I'm drinking a mint chocolate chip and... I'll make a banana peanut butter smoothie. That's pretty self-explanatory. Listen, I'm just, I'm loving the smoothie game. And the thing is, you can go out and buy all these fun little ingredients that make it more fun. And it's just a little hobby of mine right now. Listen, I'm not some sort of smoothie extraordinaire. I'm not doing anything that crazy. But, well, I'm not doing anything you couldn't find on Pinterest. But... It feels new to me and it feels exciting to me and it's really delicious. It's really tasty and I like to make my smoothies thick so that they're more like ice cream and I kind of eat them like they're ice cream. It's fucking, it's great. Okay, I love my elaborate smoothies and so far um, through the homemade nut milk and the elaborate smoothies, I'm really expressing my Los Angeles aura. I like to say I'm not an LA girl. I totally am. I make homemade nut milk. I'm obsessed with smoothies. I enjoy hot Pilates and hot yoga. And I eat at Erwan, the famous Los Angeles expensive fancy grocery store. I am an LA girl and I can fight it and say I'm not all I want. Yes, I am. And I'm here to admit that and say that I'm okay with it. Although the next thing that I've been really enjoying goes against the Los Angeles philosophy altogether. So maybe I'm not a full LA girl because my next favorite item is granny panties. So let me explain. So when I was in eighth grade, probably I started to wear thong underwear because I did not want to have underwear lines. I was done with the underwear lines. And my mom was like, you go girl. The underwear lines aren't cute. So thank God you finally figured that out. No, I'm kidding. She did not say that. But my mom set me up with some thong undies when I was in eighth grade to get rid of the underwear lines. And from eighth grade until, wow, this is about to be TMI. Don't care. Don't care. From eighth grade until probably two years ago, three years ago, I just was wearing like the same type of underwear. I was just wearing a thong. I didn't want to have underwear lines. And like that was just my routine, my underwear routine. But then something clicked one day and I was like, these are so uncomfortable. Like I had this epiphany where I was like, I hate how thongs feel to wear. Like they're so 
incredibly uncomfortable. Like, how have I been putting up with this for all this time? Like, I, I swear I woke up one day and was like, I hate this. And at the time, the only underwear I owned were thongs. And something clicked in my brain and I was like, I can't wear these anymore. So immediately, I just stopped wearing underwear altogether. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if I was wearing like a dress or a skirt, I'm, but in like pants, I was like, I, I'm done. And for literally three years, I just didn't wear any. Listen, I would wear underwear when I had to. I would pop on a thong when I had to. But whenever I didn't have to, I wouldn't. Sorry, is this TMI? Sorry, guess who doesn't care? Me. Don't care. Because it's all, all of this is necessary in order for me to explain to you why I like granny panties, okay? So, for multiple years, I'm pretty much not wearing underwear unless I have to. And then I'm wearing a thong. Then I have another epiphany where I'm like, wait a minute, what about granny panties? Underwear that are high-waisted, cover your whole ass, comfy. So I bought some and I was hooked. I now wear granny panties pretty much every day. There are still times when I have to wear a thong but I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. It feels like shit. It's just all shoved. It's terrible. I hate it. I don't like them. They're not even like doing anything because they're barely, there's, there's barely any fabric to a point where it's like, I just feel like I'm not even wearing anything anyway. They do serve a purpose. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, it's not a perfect scenario with the thong. Okay. With the granny panty, it's kind of a perfect situation. They're doing their job, they're incredibly comfortable, and they only show underwear lines in some pants. And listen, I don't like underwear lines, so I will wear a thong when I have to, or just wear none. But I love granny panties. I can't believe I'm talking about this. I'm thinking... No, see, I'm not supposed to think today. I'm having a simple day. So I'm just going to go with the flow. Okay, well, I don't know. I just don't think that there's anything wrong with granny panties. And listen, I get it. Sometimes you want to wear a hot pair of underwear. Maybe you're going on a date. Maybe you're, maybe you're just... I don't know, in the mood to be cute? Totally. But for me, it's like, if you aren't into me with the granny panty, ugh, hit the road. If I look at myself in the mirror and don't think I look cute in the granny panties, ugh, we need to do some work on the self-love and the self-acceptance. It's kind of like, me and the granny panties are inseparable and I'm making exceptions for no one. It's the granny panties and me or it's neither of us. I am obsessed. And listen, maybe I'll grow out of this phase. See, but like, here's the issue though. There isn't really 
a growing out of this phase because what comes after the granny panty? Nothing, right? It's like it starts when, you know, the first underwear you wear, diapers. Then it goes to pull-ups, those like thick cotton underwear. So if you do have a little mistake, you poop or pee as a kid, it's fine. Then you go to like normal kid underwear, okay? And then you have normal kid underwear for God knows how long. And then at some point you're like, I can't have the underwear lines anymore. We're wearing a thong now. And then not everybody, but a lot of people. And then some people wear a thong until death. Some people hit 70 and are like, I'm done having a 24-7 wedgie all day. I am finally going to lean into being a senior citizen and I'm going to wear granny panties because there's nothing wrong with it. Well, I hit that point where I'm like, I've been on this earth too long to have a 24-7 wedgie. I'm, I'm switching to the granny panties. Listen, this happened to me at 22 years old. There's nowhere to go from here. I'm stuck. It's either back to no underwear. Uh, that's it. That's the only direction things can go. I'm never going to go back to being a thong wearer every day. I can't. I can't. Because I know how good life can be with the granny panty. I know how good life can be. And you know what I think this is a sign of for me? Letting go. Letting go a little bit. I'm at a place in my life where I know that being hot, being cool, that's mainly an illusion. And what's really hot and cool is being you, being happy, and being comfortable. And granny panties make me happy, comfortable, and therefore my granny panties make me hot and cool. I'm letting go of the stigma and I'm fucking rocking granny panties and everyone's obsessed. Well, no one really knows about them. There's very few people on this planet that know about my granny panties. Next thing I've been enjoying is letting myself wear whatever I want. Let me explain. I've always been someone who has an eclectic style. I like a little bit of everything. I don't necessarily have a specific aesthetic vision when it comes to my taste in all things, but especially fashion. I've always been this way, sort of all over the place. But it used to sort of stress me out a little bit that I liked to play with so many different clothing aesthetics. You know, some days I would be minimalist and simple, and then some days I would be maximalist and colorful, and then some days I would be sort of goth and grunge, and then the next day I would be sort of 2002 vibes, and then the next day I would be a cowboy for some reason. Like, it used to sort of stress me out that I was all over the map. And at times, I would subconsciously not wear something that I wanted to wear because I was like, well, that's so like, that's too different from what you wore yesterday. Like it's, it's weird that like you're a completely different person today than you were yesterday. And I don't know. I just struggled with this internal battle for a while feeling like 
on one hand, clothes are for expressing yourself. And if I personally want to express myself in a different way every single day, then that's my prerogative and I should do that. But then the other side of my brain was like, but no, that's weird. You should stick to one thing and sort of have this distinct aesthetic. Like you should stick to one thing for a while. Like you shouldn't be bouncing around left and right. It's inconsistent and it's weird. But where I'm at now is I don't care anymore. That voice that used to kind of question the inconsistencies in my style has been shut off. And I don't know what I did to shut it off, but I've been dressing differently every day. Like I dress differently every day. I don't need to put myself in a box with fashion just to seem consistent to the outside world. Who gives a fuck? For me, a good outfit is a good outfit. And if it feels good on, I'm going to wear it. And I don't care if it's the complete opposite of what I wore yesterday. Who cares? The common theme with my style is that I'm wearing it and that I like it. So there is an aesthetic. It's my aesthetic. And everyone has their own sort of fashion aesthetic. And it can be a jumbled mess of 50 different things, or it could be one specific thing. But what makes it consistent is that it's you wearing it. And so I've just been enjoying feeling free from the pressure to be consistent in the way that I dress. I think it's more interesting to play with all of the various things that you like instead of to stick to one thing. Like, I really love the preppy, classic, somewhat business casual vibe. You know, a loafer, a dress pant, a belt, a sweater. You know, like, I love that. I'll always love that until I die. I'll probably be buried in that outfit, to be honest. But I also really love, like, a long black skirt and, like, black boots and, like, a with, like, buckles on them and like a cool, weird rip, like somewhat ripped, but not too ripped, but somewhat ripped sort of sweater and like grungy, dark makeup. Like I like that too. And those are two opposite aesthetics completely. And yeah, it might be kind of unusual for someone to see me one day in this like total preppy tennis bitch outfit and then the next day to see me in like an all black look with like red eyeshadow don't care don't care it makes fashion so much more fun when you don't feel like you have to brand yourself in a way and always stick to the same sort of vibe this episode is brought to you by bumble when you want someone compatible start the search on bumble it has the features you need to find exactly what you're looking for. Like a six-foot Aquarius who likes rock climbing and also wants kids. Or a runner with a penchant for poetry who loves dogs and wants a serious connection. We know you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Download Bumble today. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. 
With Squarespace, you can do much more than build a website. You can set up your own online store. It doesn't matter what you sell, physical goods, digital products, services. Squarespace has everything you need to start selling online. You can even sell custom merch. Just design it. Production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you. And with Squarespace's asset library, you can upload, organize, and access your content all in one place. To get started, head to squarespace.com slash Emma for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code Emma to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I've really been enjoying shopping thoughtfully. Like it's something that's been really positive for me. And I'm really bad about online shopping. Like that's where I lose control. It's just too easy. It's too easy. You know, it's dangerous. And here's the thing. It can get out of control way too quick. And it actually is not fun. Like it seems fun when you're ordering stuff online, but when it all starts showing up and then the guilt sets in and you're like, why did I do that? And then you end up accumulating more stuff than you need over time. It's just not good. So what I've been doing recently is allowing myself to online shop, right? Allowing myself to fill the carts up, but waiting a week at least before ordering the things. Now I've done this on and off in my life. Like I, this is not the first time I've had a phase where I've been really good about shopping thoughtfully I've had brief moments of clarity in the past where I've been like, okay, we need to use some self-control here. We need to use some discipline and set some boundaries and set some rules. But I've really started taking it seriously again recently and I'm waiting at least a week, if not closer to a month now before I order something that I want. Now, obviously, if I need toothpaste or deodorant or underwear or a new Stanley cup, yeah, okay, maybe I'll just order it and I won't wait a month because I know I need that. But when it comes to clothes or makeup or skincare or whatever, like I really try to wait. And you know, what ends up happening is I get sick of half of it and I'm like, I don't even want it anymore. There's like something that comes over you when you're online shopping where you, you convince yourself that you need something. If you give yourself a week or four, you'll find that you never really wanted that stuff that bad anyway. You were just bored. Giving it some time puts things into perspective. Okay. If you still really want that thing after a week, maybe you should get it. But if you're still not so sure, maybe wait two weeks, maybe wait three weeks, maybe wait four weeks. And if you still want it after four weeks, you definitely want it. I try to wait as long as I can before getting something. And you know what's the worst is when it sells out. But then I'm kind of relieved because I'm like, well, now I just can't have it and I'm gonna have to live without it and that's okay because I really don't fucking need this thing anyway. I just want it. Next thing I've been enjoying, my signature nail color. Let me explain. 
You know how everybody has their signature scent? Like they have their go-to fragrance that they wear. And when you smell a certain fragrance, you think of a person who wears it. It's like the concept of a, of a signature scent, right? I've sort of done that with a nail polish color. My whole life, I've been trying to figure out what my go-to nail color is. And I had a phase where I liked a sort of baby pink. But then I was like, this isn't me. And then I tried like dark greens and stuff. And I was like, well, this is nice, but it's not my signature color. I can't wear this every day. Like this is not, this is something I'll get sick of, you know? And then I found pastel, creamy yellow. And I realized this is my signature nail color. Now, am I wearing this nail color every day? No. Am I getting this color put on my nails every time I go to the nail salon? No. But this is the nail color I know I can go to when I have no other ideas, when I need something neutral, when I need something timeless, when I need something that looks good on me and is reliable. I know now that creamy pastel yellow is my signature nail color. It matches everything. It looks good on me. It's perfect. It's on my toes right now. It's been on my toes for probably two months now. It's not on my fingers but it probably will be soon. This is just my reliable nail color. It feels so good to have your go-to. And I felt like everyone in my life had their go-to. Like my grandma has always had her signature color. It's always been this specific shade of berry red. My mom has always had her signature color. She's always liked a muted gray, olivey green. And I just never had my signature nail color. I just didn't have it. And it felt like all the women in my life had it. And I just didn't. And I'm just excited to say that I found it. And it's a journey. It's taken 22 years for me. But Blinded by the Ring Light by OPI is my signature nail color. And the name is ironic in all the best ways. I'm sitting in front of a ring light right now. So it's on brand and it's my signature color. Next thing I've been enjoying, sweatpants that can pass as regular pants. When you think of sweatpants, you probably think of drawstring sweatpants that cuff around the ankle. You know, they get kind of tight around the ankle. When you see someone walking around in a classic pair of sweatpants that get tight around the ankle, your brain immediately clocks like, oh, that's a pair of sweatpants. But the plot thickens when someone's wearing a pair of sweatpants and they don't get tight around the ankle. Maybe they go straight all the way down to the floor. Or maybe they go straight all the way down to the floor and they're made of a fuzzy, soft material, like knit, like some sort of knit material. Listen, I've been sort of collecting sweatpants that can pass as pants. And I'll tell you, 
they're really fun. They're just really fun because you can style them in a way where they just look like a cool pair of pants. Like, for example, I have this pair of navy blue sweatpants. They have kind of a stretchy waist, but they have straight legs. Like the legs just go straight down. There's no cuff at the ankle. They hit the floor. They're long. And they kind of have like a beachy vibe sometimes. But they also have like a cool kid vibe too. And I'll wear these sweatpants with like a cool pair of platform shoes, maybe a cool sneaker. And then I'll pair that with like a cool sweater and then I'll put a cool jacket over it and then I'll wear cool sunglasses and then I'll wear a cool bag. And now these sweatpants look like normal pants because they've been styled like normal pants. And that's exciting to me. I don't know. Sweatpants that can pass as regular pants a concept to behold. I really inspire all of you to look out for these types of sweatpants and to get get your hands on some. You can wear them all day and then wear them to bed. And that's beautiful and should be appreciated. Next thing I've been enjoying, blow drying my hair. So it's 2023. Would you look at that? And Emma just discovered blow drying her hair. Now, I basically never used a blow dryer until six months ago because six months ago I got bangs. And with bangs, you have to blow dry them straight down or else they look weird. So six months ago, I I started using a blow dryer pretty much for the first time. Obviously, I've gotten my hair blow dried before by other people, but I was never someone who did their hair. I just, I would just let it air dry and then I would pay the price because it would kind of look not bad, but not good, you know? Like I I never knew how to do my own hair. Recently, I decided I would learn how to simply blow dry my hair straight, okay? Because it, you know, it can't be that hard, right? Well, it turns out it's not that hard. It's really not that hard. And so I've been blow drying my hair straight after the shower. I put a bunch of heat protectant product in my hair and some hydrating products as well. And I fucking blow dry my hair. And listen, I know blow drying is damaging for hair. And I know that I have damaged hair. But I try to be really gentle. And I try to only do it twice a week. But... When I need to look presentable, I'm fucking blow drying my hair. And it's crazy that it took this long to discover it, but it's really changed my life. I used to have like chronic bedhead. Like everybody would just always be like, Emma, the back of your head looks a little bit scrunched. It just looks a little, ooh, it just doesn't look so good back there. Like the front of my head would always look good, but the back of my head would always kind of look a mess because... I just didn't do anything to it. It was like air-dried bedhead 24-7 for me. And I would like try to straighten it, 
to cover up the bedhead, but it would never fully straighten it out because bedhead is like permanent. Like all the little creases and stuff that you get from bedhead, it's just you can't even get rid of that. You just have to shower again. But I don't know. I'm just I'm loving I'm loving a little blow blow dry routine. Sorry. Took 22 years, but we're here. See, it's interesting. It's like I discover things at such a weird rate. Like I discovered the concept of blow drying hair at 22 years old. I'm late. You know, there were people blow drying hair in fifth grade to style their hair. I'm discovering it at 22 years old. But then on the other hand, granny panties, you know, I'm 22 years old. I discover granny panties. Most people don't discover those until at least their 60s. I'm on my own path. This path is uniquely me. And I'm not going to fight it. Next thing I've been enjoying hand sanitizer in a spray bottle. So for my whole life, I've just been carrying around the little hand sanitizer bottles that have a little flip cap and you just squirt a little dollop of it in your hand. Let me tell you a little something about those bottles of hand sanitizer. They will explode in your bag. I can't tell you how many times I've had one of those explode in my bag. In middle school and in high school, I always had a little hand sanitizer because number one, it was like the cute, trendy thing to have, you know, a little Bath and Body Works hand sanitizer or something. Those little hand sanitizers would explode all over everything. Now, listen, it could be worse, right? Hand sanitizer is not necessarily sticky. It's technically for cleaning, but you don't want that exploding in your bag. I took a break from carrying around hand sanitizer for a few years because I was like, this thing is a danger hazard. I just, I don't even want it in my space. Yeah, maybe in my car, sure. Maybe, you know, but not in my purse because I don't want it exploding in my purse. Well, now I carry around hand sanitizer that comes in a spray bottle and has a secure cap. And I am truly the cleanest I've ever been. Because let me tell you about this. Number one, it's not spilling. It's just not. It's just not spilling. Like the cap is secure. In order for product to come out, you have to press down the top, which is not going to happen unless you pretty much, you, you have to take the top off and press it down yourself. I don't think that a spray bottle hand sanitizer could expel product just jumbled around in your bag. I think you physically have to get the product out. That's just the nature of a spray bottle. It's great. Number two, it's so easy to just spray hand sanitizer in your hand and quickly rub around. It's so quick. It's so easy. It's so efficient. And you know, I've been known to go pee and not wash my hands. Because I just can't be bothered. And before you fucking know, before you start calling me nasty, stinky, gross, you have gone pee and not washed your hands before. I would say you've done it 
five or more times, if not infinite times, because for me personally, it's infinite. I know that you've done that. So don't you fucking dare even start with me. I have a little PTSD because one time I said on the internet as a joke that I don't shower. It was like in a Snapchat or something. Ever since then, I've been known as the girl who doesn't shower. It's been three, four years. And I'm still known to some as the girl who doesn't shower because I made a Snapchat story four or five years ago saying I don't shower as a joke. Now I'm still known as the girl who doesn't shower. So me admitting that, yeah, I've been known to not wash my hands after I pee sometimes is frightening to me because I could be opening up a whole new can of worms. I feel like I'm at a place now where this is a battle that I can fight and this is a story that I want to tell. Therefore, we're here and I said what I said. It's frightening. But all of this to say, have no fear. My hands have never been cleaner because now when I'm in a rush and I don't want to wash my hands in a bathroom, I have hand sanitizer in my bag. Is it as effective as washing your hands with soap? I don't know. But a little bit of spray hand sanitizer is better than nothing. Okay, next thing I've been enjoying, patterned bed sheets. I would consider home decor to be a hobby of mine. I love collecting fun little things to put around my house. I'm constantly working on my interior design Pinterest mood board just because why not, you know? I love interior design in home decor. I'm not alone in this. Many of us enjoy this. But a small detail in the home that I've failed to consider is the bed sheet. I feel like I've curated my home to a point where everything feels like there's a piece of me in it. Like every lamp, every weird little coaster, whatever it might be, has a piece of me in it. Like I hand selected it. I found it somewhere and it's a reflection of my taste, you know? But the one thing I failed to consider was my bed sheets. I just never thought of it as anything. I, I've always just had plain bed sheets. Maybe not always, but at least for the last few years, I've just had plain white bed sheets. And I decided I was going to get light blue and white striped bed sheets. And let me tell you, this sparks joy for me in the most extreme way every time I get into bed. When I pull my duvet back and see my beautiful blue and white striped sheets, I just feel euphoric. And you know what's funny? I was always the person that slept on top of my duvet with a blanket. Like I used to never get under the covers because I was like, okay, that's a waste of my time. I'm just going to wake up, take my blanket off, fold it up, and now my bed's already made. You know, what a beautiful thing. 
But having sheets that I really enjoy makes me want to get the full experience out of my bed. Like I get excited to lift my duvet and just get all cuddled up in my bed properly. And I'm surrounded by a pattern that makes me feel warm and cozy and safe. And it just makes me happy. There are so many incredible options out there for cute patterned sheets. And the joy that they can spark is actually shocking. Like I I didn't expect buying striped sheets to make me feel this happy. But, you know, I get in my bed multiple times a day and, okay, not multiple, but like twice because, you know, I've been known to take a nap here and there, right? And it just makes the whole experience so much more enjoyable. And it's those little things that really make life great, you know? Next thing I've been enjoying, not drinking at parties. Let's start out by saying I don't really go to parties very often. To be honest, it's just not my thing. But also, I don't get invited. Like, let's be real here. I just don't get invited to that many. And I don't know if it's because people just know that I don't go or if it's because I don't know that many people that throw a party. I don't know. Regardless, I don't get invited very often. And even when I do, I don't really go very often. When I was at the Met Gala this year, I didn't have one drink. Okay. Okay. I think I ordered a drink and then set it down and never drank it. I, I went out for a few hours that night and just didn't want a drink. And it was amazing. Like I felt amazing afterwards. I felt satisfied socially. I did feel a little bit more tired and maybe uncomfortable than I would have if I did have a drink. But overall, I just felt happier at the end of the night. And I still enjoyed myself. I just felt clear-headed. And the next morning I woke up feeling fresh. And the overall experience was just so much more enjoyable. And then fast forward to last weekend, I, for some reason, got invited to a few parties, which is very unusual, and I didn't drink at any of them. And it was amazing. It was amazing. I felt socially satisfied while I was there, maybe not as socially satisfied as I would feel if I had alcohol, but still socially satisfied enough to feel good. And the joy really came the next morning when I just felt amazing and had no anxiety about what weird shit I did or said the night before. Not that I ever did weird shit, but like I get that sort of anxiety the day after drinking where I just think I ruined everything, even though I remember everything, but I'm like, am I forgetting something? And then I would get anxious not drinking at parties has been so much better for me overall. And it inspires me to be social more too because I'm not putting this pressure on myself to have a drink. And therefore, it's less of a time suck because I'm not going to be hung over the next day. Like going to a party used to ruin the next 
24 hours for me. I was anxious the next day. I was hungover maybe a little bit. I just felt kind of sluggish. So it was like something that impacted me for days to follow. But when I don't drink, it doesn't impact me at all, really. I mean, it might impact my sleep schedule a little bit, but not really. So it's less of a time sacrifice when you party and don't drink. So it's been a vibe for me. And last but not least, super calm music. I recently have only been able to listen to things that resemble a lullaby. That is what I need right now. I need calm, simple, quiet music. And I would say my favorite album that's an example of that is If I Am Only My Thoughts by Loving. The band is Loving and the album name is If I Am Only My Thoughts. Such a such a good album. So chill and soothing and so good. Ugh, so good. Also, the album Five Easy Hot Dogs by Mac DeMarco. It's just like instrumentals. Again, really simple, really calming. That's what my nervous system wants and that's what I've been giving it. And I've just been happy. So those are two album recommendations if, if you're craving the same thing. But that's all I have for today, you guys. Thank you all for listening and hanging out. I hope that you found something of value in today's episode. Let me know some of the simple things that you've been liking recently. You can tweet me at AG Podcast or send me a message on Instagram at Anything Goes. You can follow my personal Instagram at Emma Chamberlain to see what I've been up to on a personal level. You can check out my coffee company, Chamberlain Coffee. Go to chamberlaincoffee.com to shop. Use code AG15 for a little discount if you feel like it. New episodes of Anything Goes every Thursday and Sunday. Come and hang out whenever you feel like it. I'll always be here. And I just love and appreciate all of you so much. And I'll talk to you soon. That's all I got.